What I heard from professional people of construction area, they now counted that if Ukraine, after war, nobody, no country will support Ukraine, we need to have about 600 years rebuild itself. Even if we will get huge support, it could take 60 years, two generations. It's why we need to pray and put our hope on God. Uh, Sometimes we, we look at sins and we say, ah, it's impossible. But we know that in God, many sins is possible. Welcome to the Let's Go 360 podcast. I'm Larry Fraley, your host, and I'll be bringing you conversations with outstanding mission-minded leaders with the aim of helping you develop your own spiritual life by understanding what God is doing through our guests' lives as we learn about their ministries and what God has called them to do. Well, greetings, everyone. I'm Larry Fraley, your Let's Go 360 podcast host. First of all, thank you for supporting Let's Go 360 with your positive ratings, kind comments, and, and referrals to your friends. Let's Go 360 is part of Christ Church of the Valley here in the greater Phoenix, Arizona area. Throughout the valley, CCV has 15 campuses where children may enjoy interactive activities that strengthen their faith, where students can learn how to be Christ-centered change agents. Regardless of where you're at, in your own personal walk. Adults, young and old, will discover a place in which they can grow and feel at home. Welcome to another episode of Let's Go 360. I'm Larry Fraley, your podcast host. We are all the way up to episode 60. It's kind of hard to believe that over the last couple of years, we've done 60 episodes of Let's Go 360. And one of our very first episodes, uh, episodes three and four, was with Sasha Machinko. And so Sasha is a missionary that CCV supported. He is the founder of and CEO of International Center of Fatherhood in Ukraine. And his ministry was all about helping fathers in his country of Ukraine. Many of those fathers work away from the home for extended periods of time, therefore creating a void for fathers. And his ministry focuses on that with his team there. And then everything changed. In February of 2022, the Ukraine war broke out. And his life changed and his ministry changed. And he's here with me today in the studio, well, from the first time since the war broke out. And so we're going to hear from him today. Sasha, welcome to the show. Thank you. So we want to hear about what has happened since we last spoke with you. In Episodes 3 and 4, you were telling us about your ministry. You were involved at that time in getting transportation arranged for those Ukrainians to get out of Ukraine, and, and that included your family. And so you were doing that, and you had some opportunity to speak with people as they were loading onto the buses. Tell us a little bit about what's happening now in Ukraine and why are you here with us today? Well, um, yeah, talking about Ukraine and what's going on. So we experienced war. We had hope it will be short, but unfortunately, it looks like it could take years. And uh, we need to be strong in faith, to be uh, vigorous, work for Christ on the field. 
So last year, it's the first year of war, I was mostly involved to work with refugees and the people who was affected uh, Russian aggression. So I just would like to express my and my team gratitude for all of you guys who support our mission for last year. So, for example, we helped transfer over 4,000 people abroad. Also, we work for food package uh, project, and uh, monthly we uh, organize 2,000 package for people who moved from dangerous area to Ternopil city, where I stayed at that time. Also, your donation uh, helped us purchase five used vehicles for chaplaincy and volunteers, and that five uh, minivans sent delivered about 50 tons of food for about 10,000 people, starving people in a demolished territory. Also, we helped purchase car for widow, which nurturing uh, three teenagers. So that's she uh, lived in a, uh, in Bucha, uh, and any I think you know what happened there. So she completely lost her property, her house, her um, vehicle, everything. So and she have to move uh, Western Ukraine. So we help her. Uh, get this car and it's very helpful for her to travel around. Also, it's very excited. Uh, we put cash and uh, granted uh, for uh, equipment, bakery equipment for non-profit uh, social business, which uh, named it Good Bread. It's a double support. Why? Because, first of all, this organization employs mental disability people, very vulnerable, especially in this wartime. And that people every day produce 3,000 loaves of bread for starving people at demolished territories. So it's a double support. We support that kind of people, and they support another people which starving today. So, and uh, I like this uh, project because it's uh, not only we give bread, but we gave them tool to produce bread for others. So that's amazing how God moving through this ministry. Also, uh, we had a Christmas operation uh, last year, and we delivered 10 tons of food for uh, people, a territory which was released from Russian occupation. So last year, uh, it was more like support different projects. But this year, we had counseling uh, with directors, uh, ICF directors, Ukrainian directors. And we say, okay, we need to keep our fatherhood topic in the country. Because uh, right now, we have a lot of kids which lost their fathers in the war. So now we work for two life experience projects. One is Dead's Weekend, which means we take 10 fathers, 15 kids for five days camping in the mountains and give them opportunity to focus on their children's needs. Mostly these people, it's a man who moved from eastern part of Ukraine to western part, and they have no support, nothing, but we encourage them to be a strong fathers who support kids in, the, in such troubled situation like war and help them feel themselves uh, safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one project, uh, what we do now, it's a dad's workshop. It's a carpenter uh, workshop. So we involve, uh, now we have two uh, such uh, workshops 
uh, one in uh, Kyiv and one in a refugee camp. What does it mean? Uh, we involve four Christian men to be uh, masters and be a father figure for kids who live now without fathers. During the sessions, like two times a month or one time a week, depends from uh, possibilities. So three hours, uh, kids doing different things with that man just uh, show them love of God. They demonstrate fatherhood skills to them and pray with them and get them some biblical stories. So that's very helpful for kids and the mom's testimony that their kids every day asking about when next time, when next time. Also, uh, during this three hours experience, moms spend time with the leaders of uh, women ministry and talking about uh, life, about uh, how to care about yourself, about uh, nurturing kids uh, in such a stressful situation as a war. And also, as a most important, so we share in gospel with them. Talking about my calls, this year I was called by God to be closer to men who fighting for our freedom. I just feel that it's it's very, very important to give them gospel. When I sharing gospel with women and children who moved from Ukraine to Poland, I just feel how it's important. Even two minutes a message about Christ changed their hearts completely. So I saw how their eyes changed after prayer of salvation prayer of accepting Jesus. After Christmas last year, I had prayer with God, and He called me to start this new mission. We call this medical mission. So we bought two used vehicles, uh, minivans, and we rebuilt them as a dentist cabinet. What we do? Three times or two times a month, we are going to the first line, second line of war, And we provide charity dental services for soldiers and for civilians who lives near that because it's zero line where battle going. And what is most important, it's a very good opportunity to share in gospel. And also, I call this father in ministry. Why? Because we uh, we uh, just uh, doing what fathers do. We talk about life. We fix real meaning of and sense of defense and this fighting battles uh, reason, why they stay there, whom they regard. Uh, and also, we talk about real internal life, real salvation, to get them a face in Christ, what is very important when you stay on the line death and life. Now, you also shared with me earlier that These doctors that are going in, these dentists that are going in, they also participate in sharing the gospel with the patients that they're treating, correct? Yes, it is. So They, they are Christians. Yeah. So I, I, uh, we talked uh, a little bit about opportunities that CCV might have in assembling teams. We've got a, a big focus right now on our medical attendees and people that attend CCV who uh, are medical professionals, trying to mobilize them to go to different places in the world 
And so, as Sasha and I talked earlier, we're going to try to take a look at uh, beginning to send medical teams uh, to Ukraine next summer, probably fly into Warsaw and take a train then to Kiev, and then from there go out around Kiev to these different small cities who's been decimated by these, you know, by the war, and actually serve and witness to the people there. Does that sound like what we talked about? Yes, we will be happy to have your guys welcome to Ukraine. I believe that big Christian family, it's our purpose. It's uh, our purpose and a call from God to be sent to the people who really need our help and sharing gospel and professional skills in same time. And uh, for me and for that people uh, whom we serve, it's very good explanation. So, word and works. Yeah. Sasha, share with us a little bit about what the emotional state is of people in Ukraine. Are they discouraged or are they still hopeful? What's their emotional? Well, I can say sure, confidently, that people in Ukraine have a big hope on victory. So we don't know exactly how long it would take. Uh, we we just see that, yeah, we had hope it could finish this year, but it doesn't change our hope on a victory. And I believe that because the last 25 years, Christian society grows very, very strongly. And uh, we had very, very good unity between confessions to sharing gospel in Ukraine. So uh, Christian society growing strongly and many military people, they testimony that many things didn't happen and many things get happen because of God. And it's a, it's, a, it's a good explanation how Christians could take a battle because all of this physical battle, what we experience now, it's, it's, just, um, it's just one side of spiritual battle, what we can't see, but we feel every day. And we call it by God to get this spiritual battle, stand firm in our prayers and call angels of God to be in the presence of these war fields and help overcome that evil which now physically demolished, uh, destroy many lives uh, in Ukraine. Yeah. Well, we know that the Lord told us that it's not going to be easy, that there will be these trials and tribulations, and you're certainly going through them right now, my friend. But it also looks like there is a movement going on uh, amongst the Ukrainian people as they cry out to for the help of God, and, and you're there to give them that hope. To give you a, a perspective of perhaps how big this this war is— Right now, I just looked it up on Reuters. There's been at least 63,000 people who have died in this war and another 60-some thousand who are missing uh, and uh, some 15,000 that are displaced. And not to count the property damage that now is approximately $411 billion. Yeah. To give you some idea of how that compares to some of the wars that the U.S. has been involved with, if we go back to the Revolutionary War, which we all know about in 1775, there were about 70,000 people died in that war uh, during that military um, encounter there. And so 
There's approximately 6,800 that was killed in battle, but there was another 17,000 that died from disease. So a lot different war, but from the magnitude of things, we're talking about a similar wars that are going on with the same number of fatalities. So yes, the war is, is definitely real there and going on. We pray that this will end. You had indicated that this looks like this may go on, but that you are recovering some ground. There's what, roughly 10%, not as much as you had hoped, but you have uh, recovered that land and, and that ground that's going on now. Is that right? Well, um, that's uh, it's it's hard to say for now. What I heard from professional people uh, of construction area, so they now counted that uh, if Ukraine, after war, will uh, rebuild itself, all um, uh, destruction which uh, provides this war. So we need to have about 600 years, and it's, it's just uh, explosive on my mind. 600 years. In the case, if nobody, no country will support Ukraine to rebuild everything. Mm. So and uh, we expecting uh, and our our government and uh, Ukrainian people expected that uh, many countries which support now on a military base support Ukraine and help with uh, weapon training of uh, soldiers. So we believe they will support rebuilding everything in Ukraine. Mm. Uh, but even uh, again, uh, that specialist they said if we will get huge support from that countries. It could take 60 years. Wow. Two wow. generations. Two generations. Two generations. So uh, so it's why we need pray and put our hope on a God. Because uh, what uh, sometimes we, we look at things and we say, ah, it's impossible. But we know that in God, many mm-hmm. things is possible. So, Well, speaking of generations, your family now, uh, the last we talked with you, you were in the process of getting your family out of Ukraine into Poland, and uh, with you were successful in doing that. You and your son-in-law had to stay because of the restriction that you weren't old enough to leave. So you were separated from them for a while. But then as the, the months have gone by, you've been able to get them uh, relocated to where your wife, Larissa, and uh, your your son, uh, Isai, is now um, here in the U.S., right? And your daughter is even in the U.S., and she's working in, in L.A. Tell us about the status of your family. Okay. Yes, when uh, massive rockets attack, missiles attack, uh, began in, in, uh, in Ukraine uh, from Russia, uh, a lot of things changed. For example, uh, my grandson have to s- spend hours in the basement of kindergarten because air alarm. We, we pray and we had counsel, like family counsel, so we make decisions because me and my son-in-law, we can't, uh, we have uh, age restriction to leave Ukraine. Uh, but uh, my wife, uh, my daughter and uh, grandson, they apply a U4U program. It's a United for Ukraine program. Mm-hmm. It's a two years. It's possibility to stay in uh, state for two years for now. Maybe it will be extend. We don't know exactly now. 
but uh, that gives uh, opportunity work in states and just be safe. So uh, praise the Lord, uh, we find people who support uh, our uh, need and uh, they become the sponsors of this program. So now uh, my wife, grandson and uh, daughter, they are in the States. Uh, daughter stay in LA. She got uh, work there. Um, talking about her, unfortunately, this war completely destroyed her business. She uh, was a bakery owner, very, very, very good growing business. But this war destroyed everything. So we tried to support her emotionally, spiritually, uh, but she couldn't restore this business in Ukraine in a war situation. So, And it's uh, really got open doors for her. For now, she uh, find job in L.A. as a director of bakery department uh, growing business there. So that's miracle. Uh, many people who stay uh, Ukrainian, who stay for years in, in the States, they say, it's impossible. Uh, many people wait five, six years to get such a of, uh, job, but God provides that in two months. Uh, that's just testimony about God keep control on our lives. Uh, my wife and uh, grandson, they stay in the southwest Peoria now. My grandson turned his first grade here, and I I'm very happy to see uh, to see them, to visit them, and be involved in this first uh, school day in support group. And he is a very smart kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he needs father figure now because he separated with his dad, and he missing him a lot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when I come back first two days, he just uh, keep me busy with men, men stuff. He uh, give me practice of his world. And uh, it's very funny. Uh, I just experience what is his uh, character. So when we uh, get first time, first evening to meet uh, teacher, class, find the place in the table. So uh, teacher give uh, Isai his tag, name and number in the class list. His uh, number is 28. And she gave him this tag and says, Isai, it's your tag. He look at that and say, Isai 28. Why 28? I'm just seven. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so Sorry, that's a very fun kid. Yeah. Well, I know you were very close to him. I know you were sharing some things in our last episodes about your relationship with him and some of the questions that he was asking you. It was kind of heartbreaking. But we will continue to pray for your family that that this war will end, your family will be re- reunited, and um, and that God will provide. Well, as we conclude here today, Sasha, I know you have shared some prayer requests with me because you need some medical supplies and some other generators, things like that. Um, and uh, CCV Missions is going to try to do what it can to help you with that. But um, as we close here today, um, thank you for joining us. Let me pray for you, and um, and we just will pray that, that will, God will continue to provide. Thank you, and I really very gratitude uh, with all of support what we get from uh, CCV family, and uh, all of these uh, God's uh, dollars used for uh, properly services to bring gospel to people who need it. Mm. 
Well, Father God, we come to you today uh, praying for Ukraine, for the people of Ukraine. We pray that you will, uh, your presence will be there, and that as devastating and as terrible uh, as this is, this war is, we know that you can do wonders. We know that you can turn these things into good things and heal a nation. Uh, we can heal people's lives spiritually and transform them. And so we pray that you would continue to use Sasha and his organization of ICF and all of his team to come alongside the people who are hurting, that will share the hope of Christ with them, and that there will be large numbers that will come. We know, and I've and as Sasha has shared with me earlier, the miracles that have been taking place on the battlefront, uh, it, is, it is amazing to see your hand work in this devastating times. We pray for, for Sasha's family, that they will be reunited, and that you would keep them safe and healthy here, as well as Sasha and his son-in-law, as they return back to the Ukraine in the future. Thank you again for this day. It's in your name we pray. Well, thank you again, Sasha, for joining us. We'll look forward to talking to you again in the future. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Let's Go 360 podcast, sponsored by Christ Church of the Valley. Check out CCV at ccv.church and our missions activity at ccv.church missions, where we are trying to fulfill the Great Commission inspired by the Great Commandments.